Hello and welcome to the Our Community Listens podcast. My name is Adam Salga and with me today are national team members, Executive Director Rebecca Emerson and Strategic Initiatives Leader Dustin Brown. Today we're going to focus on the vision and mission of Our Community Listens, look a bit at what 2019 holds for alumni, and find out what drives these two caring and dedicated individuals. Uh, Hello, Rebecca and Dustin. How are you both doing today? Good morning. It is a cold and blustering, wonderful day in St. Louis. We're thrilled to join you. Yeah, uh, it's good to be here. Thanks for having us, Adam. I must say, when you say cold, what did your car temperature say? Because up here in Michigan... Yeah, you got me. It's not Michigan cold. It's St. Louis cold. So it's maybe about 18 to 20 degrees. I know you guys have had a fierce winter. So we, yeah, we're fine. (laughs) It has been a wild couple weeks in uh, January here up in Michigan, January, February. So since you're a little warmer, you're warmed up, Rebecca, give me a little bit about the vision and mission of Our Community Listens and why you personally identify with it. Thank you so much, Adam. The vision of Our Community Listens is simply world caring. Literally, that is our our mission statement, and that comes from truly human leadership and the desire of Bob Chapman and the the team at Barry Waymiller to sow their principles of world caring and truly human leadership into the communities that originally they started serving through business, and they continued serving as an outreach of just the abundance of what they believe. And so what we do our daily practice is to offer communication skills training classes and truly human leadership engagement opportunities, whether that's a continuous learning session, some new things we have brewing or in service. We offer those in educational centers, in civic organizations, in city government, in firehouses, in police stations, and organizations like that, nonprofits across the country, about 33 cities. Tell me a little bit about how you identify with our vision and mission. What is it that you love the most? Oh my goodness. I grew up in leadership and I grew up um, professionally, you know, my twenties, my thirties and the things that come after that. I grew up in leadership, um, really believing in the value of the individual and that every single person is important to organizational success, whether that's in higher education and which is my background. Um, whether that's higher education and we're talking about everyone from the president to the faculty to the maintenance people to the administrators, everyone in there has an important part to play in organizational success. That's the way my parents raised me. That's what I believe. And so when I heard Bob Chapman speak in 2017, it blew me away that someone else had the same theories of humanity and value and purpose that I did. And I just wanted to know more. I wanted to jump on his team. So I started investigating and researching and joining the movement. And I'm just blessed and thankful that this gets to be my life work now. That's awesome. Well, everyone is very happy that you're here and thankful that you're tied in and ready to roll with uh, Everybody Matters. I'm thrilled to be here too. It's truly a blessing. Dustin, tell me what we're doing to reach more people in the United States and what we can expect in 2019 for our alumni. Yeah. Um, that's a really good question, actually. Uh, we have been, uh, OCL as a whole, and especially uh, here at the national level, uh, we've been focusing on bringing in new partners um, and just kind of reimagining what that looks like. Um, we've recently kind of redone our, uh, our process around that and uh, using a new model for 
um, how we partner with people within communities. Um, and with that, we've actually started as of yesterday, uh, bringing in people into a new application um, process. And it's uh, looking for communities and for people uh, that genuinely uh, care for one another, and they wanna see other people within their community do the same. Um, it's a pretty competitive process, and in that, uh, we really get to see people bring their best to the table and see stakeholders within the community uh, really come together and, and bring forth what they have to offer. It, it's, it's pretty amazing. So more to come in 2019 and early 2020 uh, with, with the candidates that we have right now. Um, and then if we look at the alumni, we're actually, we have a really, really great team internal to OCL uh, that is building out continuous learning sessions. They're really working to make sure that we're not just teaching people CST skills, but we're diving deep and showing them what it looks like to apply those um, day to day in their lives, whether it's relationships at home, uh, with friends, with coworkers, uh, just making sure that uh, they really have an understanding and, a, and understand the practicality of uh, the skills that we teach. So we're building out a huge repository of CLS sessions and just any kind of resources that we can offer to help support um, both what they've already learned and then what they're experiencing uh, in their day-to-day -day lives. So uh, a lot of that's going to be available through our, our ourcommunitylistens.org website. Um, and then some of it's going to be uh, maybe membership-based, we'll find out. Uh, we're working on a few things, but uh, trying to find a way to get those resources in the hands of alumni um, and have it readily available in case they, they want to dive back in and look at it uh, at their own convenience. So. That sounds outstanding. I just in case anyone out there, I, I'm not sure if Dustin did say what CLS stands for, but it's continued learning sessions, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. So trying to build an abundant, you know, we're building uh, a glossary of tools for them to utilize uh, the podcast being one of them, right? That is correct. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Rebecca, you touched on this a little bit, but tell me how you began to work with our community lessons and how this came about for you. Absolutely. So as I mentioned before, Adam, my background is in higher education, psychology, administration, marriage and family therapy. Um, that's what my graduate studies are in, and I have doctoral studies in leadership. And so when I heard Mr. Chapman speak, it just really resonated with me. I live here in St. Louis where Barry Raymond is headquartered, where the International Corporation is headquartered. And interesting enough, the um, headquarters is about four blocks from my son's school. And so after I heard him speak, I think I saw the building for the first time and I would drive by taking my son to school and think, I want to work there, but I'm not in manufacturing. My background is psychology and counseling. And um, I think I want to work there and I'm not an engineer. And in my mind, this brick building on the corner, there were like huge machines manufacturing things behind the brick walls, which of course now I know that's not the case, but um about six or eight weeks after I heard Mr. Chapman speak, I had just already devoured the book. I'd gotten into his truly human leadership blog. It resonated with the truest parts of my soul about how we should treat others and how we have a responsibility to build the world to be a better place. And about six or eight weeks, I opened LinkedIn for the first time in a couple of years. Yeah. And I, this job popped up and said, hey, this looks like it meets your qualifications. And it was five o'clock in the morning. So I had to wait for a reasonable hour. <laughs> I called my friend with whom I was reading Everybody Matters and read her the job description. I said, Tammy, this is for me. And um, 
a letter to Mr. Chapman and referred my resume together, sent Mr. Chapman a letter, and then about 26 interviews later, he said, please come join my team. And that's how I got started. That's, uh, it sounds like a bit of kismet. Oh, man, absolutely. It felt very purposeful and guided. Awesome. Dustin, I don't know if your story is as um, electric or as connected as her. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd love to hear it because I've never heard it before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, it was a little different. Uh, so my, my entire career up to uh, the moment that I joined our community listens uh, was in the military. So I worked in logistics for probably about nine years, did pretty much everything you can do in logistics, um, and then got commissioned to be an officer. And I moved into actually culture change. Um, so I started working for one of the most brilliant leaders I've ever had, uh, Darcy Lilly. And she had just brought our community listens and uh, communication skills training to Scott Air Force Base and uh, had started what was at the time uh, the largest program that, that our community listens had. Um, and so I had the privilege of going to take CST. Uh, she was one of those leaders that encouraged you to grow and develop. Um, and so when I took the course, um, instantly started asking questions about what is this? Where did it come from? Um, how can I be a part of it? Um, shortly after that, Darcy actually got hired by our community listens and retired from her, uh, her military position. And shortly thereafter, I followed. Um, I saw the position open up for strategic initiatives leader, and I just saw an opportunity to help grow something that I was passionate about. Um, my whole, I was raised by my parents to be somebody that um, loved people and served people and uh, care about people no matter who they are. Um, right. And this just spoke to me. I felt like listening was um, a missing piece for a lot of relationships. And uh, I just wanted to help bring that to people in any way that I can. So uh, I am so happy to be a part of this organization. And I'm absolutely thrilled that Rebecca came to join us um, and is now leading us. Uh, Rebecca, now that you've been in the position since July, um, tell me what you love most about going to that brick building on the corner. Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, I... I have two teenage sons, and I have to relate it back to them. My, my younger son is 16, Nathan, and he loves all, all things like Marvel and Avengers and all of that. And when I joined our community listens, because of my experience with him as a mom and going to umpteen Marvel movies, I came <laughs> and thought that, oh my goodness, I have joined this team of superheroes. Every person on our team brings just this unique flavor and skill set and ability and this passion and together, they're just dynamic and amazing. And so, first of all, I'm just blessed and thankful that I get to be part of this team and get to just cheer them on and create a space where they can excel and do amazing things in each of their communities and each of their talent pools. So that's the first thing. The second thing, I'll liken it back to my older son, um, Gabe, who's 19, college freshman. He got to take this class um, the summer before he went off to college. And I saw how empathy and relating with people in a different way and really seeking to understand, seeking to listen and care for the other person at their point of need, I saw how that impacted him amazingly as he transitioned in his life from being a high school student, you know, just regular old teenager that's doing his thing to being someone who really seeks to be a dynamic leader and really seeks to care about the person in front of him. There was an incident early um, in his college day, so early fall, um, just some stuff happened at home, life happens, and his little brother told him about some things going on in our community and our 
with our extended family. And Gabe called me, and your college student calls you, you expect, or I expect, but generally there's an ask for money involved. Hi, money, mom. Or I'm coming to wash my clothes. Or something. <laughs> right, right. Mom, hey, how are you? Can I have $20 or $100 or whatever? <laughs> and I was waiting for it, and he called and said, Mom, I don't need anything. I just called because I heard that this had happened, and I just want to listen. Whatever you want to say, Mom, I just want to be here for And that blew me away. I hear every week, um, either through emails or phone calls or letters, of lives touched and communities impacted, whether it's in a home or a business or a fire station or a school. People are blown away, and this is touching lives in really true, authentic ways. It started in business, but it leaks out to touch every area of your life and you're able to relate to people better. And I love that. That's, that's important. It's authentic, and it's something that, I can really just get behind and I want to get behind. I can't blame you at all. Dustin, is there a certain element or something that you identify with that you really enjoy most about your job and your responsibilities? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a creative aspect to just about everything I get to touch. Um, and I'm somebody who's written poetry, music. Uh, I used to draw and paint as a, as a younger, uh, a younger child. And, um, I just love that I get to create I and mean, I get to do it alongside of people that care. Um, I mean, that's a big deal for me. Um, I have to understand and believe in the why uh, for myself to get behind something and really give my talents and my all to it. Uh, and everybody within this organization um, is part of the why. And I think that's why, why I enjoy it because I know that I'm helping people um, Sometimes I might be hindering them. It just kind of depends on uh, how things are going at the time. <laughs> but uh, I, I know that everybody here cares about what they do and they care about one another. And it really just propels me. Um, so it's more about the people than it is the job. Um, I'll do pretty much anything if I know that uh, the people behind it and the people that it's helping are, um, you know, are, are in need or they're, uh, they're genuine people that just want to do the right thing. Sounds, Sounds like, like everybody matters, Dustin. <laughs> well, I did write the book. No, I'm <laughs> 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 write the book. <laughs> uh, not even close. <laughs> Let's take a, a step away from the work responsibilities a little bit and learn a little bit about you guys. When you're not at work, Rebecca, what's some of your just favorite activities there? Uh, this is kind of an open-ended question, and I do have some more specific ones a little later, but in so, general, like what's your day-to-day, -day, some of your favorite things to do? I am a diehard band mom. I love going to football games to hear my son play in the pet band. I love going to jazz band concerts and all of those things. And I didn't know that, you know, when we started <laughs> home with this ginormous baritone saxophone that took up the entire back of my car. I didn't know that this was going to become such a favorite part of my life, but it really is. <laughs> um, and also I, I, I live for soccer season. So getting to watch my older son play soccer, I'm, I'm the stereotypical um, soccer mom. I refuse to have a minivan, but um, other than that, I'm very much a soccer mom. I love festivals and um, just cultural events. I'm a foodie. St. Louis has a great food scene. And thankfully, I get to visit many parts of the country and just returned from Charleston where like shrimp and grits is the thing. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
And then um, the other thing is I adore travel. I have, we have, our family has um, two little girls that we sponsor in Uganda, East Africa. And I don't get to see them every year, but I um, see them and communicate with them as often as we can. So big travel bug. That's cool. What about you, Dustin? Favorite things to do? Um, you said you used to write poetry. Are you still doing any of that or doing any art? Um, yeah, the only art I do now is when I color with my children. Okay. <laughs> and Stay within is, the lines? <laughs> yes, sometimes. It's actually very questionable. Um, I, to be honest with you, I have some similar things uh, to Rebecca. So um, I'm a musician. I love writing and playing music. Um, whether other people like it or not, I love doing it. <laughs> um, and so I'd say that that's my favorite pastime uh, just as an individual, but um, I love spending time with my family. Um, I have one of the most brilliant women in the world uh, as a wife, and she's just gracious and um, absolutely wonderful. So anytime I get to spend with her is great, and uh, my kids as well. I have two young sons, Landon and Hudson. They're uh, soon to be six and four, and um, they are tornadoes. <laughs> um, so I spend most of my time cleaning my house yep. <laughs> uh, and then they come right behind me and destroy it um, but I, I love it uh, they're, they keep me on my toes they ask me a lot of questions they keep me honest um, because they you just can't make something up they'll, they'll call you on it um, <laughs> so uh, yeah that's about it I, I love doing that and one of my favorite things is just being around people um, whether that's my bandmates or it's my friends or it's my family. Um, I love people. So what style of music? Yeah, it's um, just acoustic rock. I mean, I don't really know how to categorize it. Um, sure. I'm a singer songwriter and I have some very talented musicians that have agreed to play music with me. So um, I'll take it. Tell me a little bit about a favorite childhood memory. Adam, I don't know if at the time I thought this was fun and awesome, but I see it as a big part of shaping my character and who I am. My parents always had a heart and they just gathered people, whether it was people who had nowhere to go for Easter or Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever the big communal holiday is. We would gather people that might not have another table to sit at, my parents would take us to the local homeless shelter once a month. And it's important to know that none of us can carry a tune in a bucket. We're all horrible singers. My dad would make us um, serve dinner at the shelter and then sing for everybody. And um, that was really cruel and unusual punishment for everyone <laughs> to listen to us. But it, they were so very intentional about sewing into us a care for humanity and an acknowledgement and a value of other people. And I, I think that was really something that resonated and stuck with me. So that's something I'm going to pass on. I work to pass on to my kids. Um, another big thing that I enjoyed, I'm sure it's part of who I am now, is my mom grew up in California. And that's where her family was. And I grew up in Iowa. So not every summer, but as often as we could, mm. we would get in a big old conversion van and drive across <laughs> the country and go visit my grandparents and I would read the whole way to California. My mom would say, Rebecca, look at the mountains. Rebecca, look at the rainbow. And I'd look at my book and, oh yeah, mom, that's great. But always loved travel, always up for a road trip. So I know that that definitely stuck with me as well. My, uh, my sister is the sister that's closest in age, four years apart. She's a huge reader and she would read everywhere we traveled. And I was looking out the window and I would poke her and I'd grab her book and lose her page just so she'd pay attention to me because I was lonely, right? Yes. <laughs> so 
um, I, I know those kinds of feelings about like uh, traveling and reading and being a part of that. And you remember sitting in those back seats of the car and, you know, just spending time together. Oh yeah. Before seatbelts were a thing, right? So you just lay across the, the back like a window and yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Dustin, what about you? Well, it's actually funny you guys talk about that. My family would always travel to Silver Dollar City, which is in Branson, Missouri. And that was like our vacation every year. Um, Aside from fishing trips, which I loved, and I still do to this day, but um, I remember being in the car and I was the one always staring out the window, talking, uh, checking how many license plates I could find from different uh, states, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I will say for me, the, I don't have a specific memory. It's more a consistent like tone that my parents provided. Um, my dad is a very, I don't want to say very organized. He is organized, but he's just somebody who his word means something. Um, and I remember growing up, if he said he was going to do something, he did it. Um, if, and he always told us that you, if you tell somebody you're going to be there, you better be there. Um, and you better be early. And so, and I don't know if he said it in those words, but that's what I got from it. Right. Um, and so that's something today that uh, I believe in. I mean, if I tell somebody I'm going to show up at their house to help them move or uh, whatever it is, I will be there. Um, and my wife hates it because <laughs> everybody else is okay with canceling. I do not like canceling, uh, especially if it's something personal. Um, I want to be there for people, and I just believe it's the right thing to do. And so I thank my dad for that. Yeah. Um, and then my mother was somebody who was just ultimately forgiving. Um, she still to this day, uh, she just has a heart um, that is, it doesn't have boundaries, and I love that. And I think that that's something that I took from her, and... Uh, happily stealing it and taking it. <laughs> um, she gave it openly. Um, but I just remember going to her as a child and just apologizing for anything we both did. Uh, and we just hug each other and um, forgive each other. And I learned how to forgive quickly and not to hold on to things. Um, and it's been very impactful in my life and it's helped me through a lot of things that I don't think I would have gotten through without it. That's awesome. So we've talked a little bit about travel and one of my questions here is, uh, dream vacation. And I'm going to give you, and you don't have to go into too much detail if you don't want to, but I'm going to give you two categories or two caveats on the question. Uh, dream vacation with kids. <laughs> dream vacation without kids. Very different. Yes. Yeah. I, I know the without for sure. Um, with is going to be a struggle. <laughs> Rebecca, do you have anything? Well, Dream vacation. Okay, so we'll just throw it out there. Like time, money, all that. There's no parameters, yeah. right? Yeah, no parameters. Um, do what you want. Perfect. Okay. Well, my older son is going to do an 11-week experience, a work experience in New Zealand this summer. Okay. And I've never explored that part of the world. So if I were going to do dream vacation, I would want to, toward the end of his time when he's already kind of gotten away of the land. I'd love to go visit him there in New Zealand. Um, maybe swing by Africa, check on our little girls, spend some time with them on the way. And I love, and I've done this before with my boys, I love the richness and historical um, value that's all in and around Rome. And I would love to just take my boys and stroll the streets of Rome and just absorb the history and all of the, the famous people throughout history that have walked on those marble roads. I love to just think about them and observe them and, and enjoy the art and um, eat pasta and drink wine and then, you know, go home and come back to work. 
Cool. So you're combining the two into one trip in a way. No, no, no. That's with my kids. No, no. That's oh, all my, okay. with my kids. All with your kids. Kid okay. trip. Yeah. Oh, no. That's the kid trip. By myself. Mama is under one of those island things where you have the little cabana out over the water. and <laughs> Just like you and the hut on the water and, I don't know, like rainbows and dolphins and stuff. But, you know, that doesn't I'm gonna come on that one. Okay. That's that's totally fair. That's the nature of the question. <laughs> Dustin, awesome. go for it. Well, um, I can for sure say without the kids, I know where I'd want to go. Um, my wife would probably disagree until we got out there. Um, but early last year, I well not early, last summer in June, I had the the privilege of traveling with the military to Alaska. And Alaska in June is otherworldly. Huh. Um I, I it was actually a spiritual experience for me being there, um, and I would love to go back and take my wife. Um, I've seen these these pictures of it. It's kind of like a little hut, but it's like attached to the side of a mountain overhanging water, and so that would be ideal um, because I'm not scared of heights, but okay. I, I am terrified of water. Um, <laughs> you live in the middle of the United States, so you're doing okay from that perspective. <laughs> yeah, probably not leaving, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, I think that would be great. It'd just be uh, nice and peaceful, some time away, and the scenery is unmatched um, from what I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, with kids, you know, that's tough. Uh, with the age of my children, I I would say, like, take them to Disney World, but yeah. kids don't really like much from Disney. Um, so that's a tough question. I'd probably take them on a tour of sporting events. Um, they're obsessed with anything that involves a ball or puck or stick so um i think that'd be it we'd, we'd probably hit up a kentucky basketball game um a san francisco 49ers football game uh and a cardinals baseball game sounds good yeah. it's, it's kind of my kind of trip i wouldn't mind that myself <laughs> tag along yeah um you guys uh rebecca used the term foodie so mm-hmm. i'm going to come back to her and we're going to do a quick a uh, couple food questions uh, okay rebecca Hamburger or hot dog? Ooh, hamburger. Hamburger. Okay. Um, Dustin, hamburger or hot dog? Hamburger. Okay. Bigger weakness, sweet snacks or salty snacks? Ooh, salty snacks. Got a favorite? I don't have a favorite salty snack, but I can tell you at Thanksgiving, I will always go for another side dish instead of a piece of pie. (laughs) Uh, Dustin? Uh, the exact same, <laughs> but I think my favorite snack is uh, white cheddar popcorn. Oh. I could eat bag after bag after bag and just watch myself grow. <laughs> <laughs> you probably would. I've done it a few times actually, and then had to stop. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly, but I want to know what is your flavor of jelly? Oh, all the way great jelly, like Welch's great jelly, and it's got to be crunchy peanut butter. Oh, crunchy peanut butter. That's a good point, oh, too. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I'd go uh, strawberry, but crunchy peanut butter. I like, oh. like the texture. I did not even think about crunchy peanut butter, which <laughs> we didn't. That was I, just I, like a bonus round, Adam. We just threw that in because it was important. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, you mentioned, Rebecca, about your boys loving Marvel movies. So your favorite Marvel character. Ooh, Iron Man, absolutely. I like that he's um, really smart and he's a little bit, um, 
can say cocky on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely got attitude. I, I like that he's got style and then he gets humbled at the end. But yeah, definitely had Have you seen all the Marvel movies then? Essentially? No. Is it even possible to see them all? Oh, I've seen them all, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen through several. My, I think they usually re- release a movie every May. And so for years on end, my son, his birthday's in May, so the birthday party would be staying over Friday night, playing video games and running around crazy and, you know, sword fights and all those things. And then we'd wake up and go to the first movie in the morning, so the 10 o'clock show or whatever, take all the, the kids. And so I um, have probably paid for all the movies and I've slept through a few of them in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, I've, I have seen them all. Most of them came out in my 20s when I was single, so it wasn't it wasn't hard. <laughs> what about you, Dustin? Um, favorite character is probably Thor. Um, I don't know what it is about the fact that he has a hammer that he can just stick his hand out <laughs> and it comes to him no matter what's in the way. I love it. You guys, uh, favorite books? Um, yeah, mine would be Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. I'm going to stick with the C.S. Lewis theme. I devoured when I was growing up the Chronicles of Narnia and read those over and over and over again. Now that I have teen sons and they were going through their own um, assigned reading in the English class, I've always just loved um, To Kill a Mockingbird. And it's been fun with my sons having discussions around that. Night Owl or Early Bird? I don't know. I think being a mom and being in graduate school completely messed up my sleep cycle. So I do weird things. Like I'll sleep. I usually wake up in the morning about two, three o'clock and awake for an hour and a half, either answering or sending emails. It used to freak out my team. Like you don't expect us to reply right away. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to tell them just because I do this, I don't expect anybody else to. Um, It's probably not a healthy pattern. And then I take a nap before work. So my answer is yes. Night owl and early (laughs) is yes. Dustin? Um, I am without a doubt a night owl. Um, I have a hard time going to sleep and a very hard time waking up. Um, Unless I'm going fishing, in which case I will wake up at 3 a.m. and be wide awake. All right, favorite fishing spot. It's the second time you brought it up. So favorite fishing spot in your area? Oh, there's a place called Trophy Country. Um, It is in Huntsville, Missouri and or near Huntsville. Unbelievable. It's like 22 untouched ponds and lakes. Um, you can, it looks as if nobody's ever fished them and you catch, I mean, the last time we were there, there were five of us and we caught around 160 fish in a day and a half. Wow. Yeah. It was unbelievable. We're going back in April. And yet Adam, neither of us were invited to a fish fry, so I've got issue with this. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> well, I'd have a bit of a travel, but if it, you know, I'd, I'd be open to an invite. Thank you both for sharing a bit about yourselves. Um, it was awesome getting to know you on this kind of personal level. Uh, but let's bring it back to our community oh. listens organization with the, a final question here. Tell me in a way that our community listens has had a personal impact on you or a professional impact, one or the other. Rebecca, why don't you go first? Since I have joined our community listens um, professionally, I know because I'm in a workplace that cares about me. I'm in a workplace where I have truly human leadership. I have 
the person Inc. magazine says is the number three CEO in the world, caringly sewing into my leadership and speaking into ways that I can improve as a leader, sometimes in you know, building ways, like, hey, you really need to do this different or do it better or whatever, but always through that lens of building. Um, I know I'm a better mom because I'm one of those 88% of American people in the, you know, the American workforce that didn't always feel valued or cared for or um, safe in their work environment. And so being in a work environment where I know that I can be creative, I can explore, I can take risks, and it's not going to come back um, in a cutthroat way, it has allowed me to show up more authentically and more powerfully in the rest of my life, the other areas of my life. And so I really think that's what OCL looks to do is equip people with those relational skills. We want to work with community organizations, churches, um, institutions of education, all of these things to create those better environments so that people are able to show up more authentically, both professionally and personally. That's outstanding. And it's good to hear that um, you made mention of, you know, you're a better mom because of the work you're doing with our community lessons. And I think that is something that uh, recently I saw a quote from Bob Chapman about that. And, you know, when we are treated well at work, we go out and we are better people in the world. Um, and I think that's awesome. That's good to it's hear. So true. It's so true. Um, our work environment has more impact. The person we report to at work has more impact on our health than our personal physician does. And so creating these environments of care are so vital to um, our, our culture because about 74, 74% of all illness is chronic illness caused by stress, and a lot of that stress is coming from workplaces. So the more we can come alongside organizations and help them create that culture of care, it's just good for our culture. It's good for our society all the way around. Awesome. Dustin, can you touch on that a little bit, how our community lessons has had a, you know, uh, an impact on you personally and uh, professionally? Yeah. Um, personally, I'd say it's in just about every conversation I have. Um, I, like I said before, I, I love people. I love being around people. Um, and I didn't realize it until the last probably four years, but I loved talking at people. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've learned that there's so Oh, many different perspectives out there um, and there's so much to learn because everybody has experienced life in a way that I haven't mm -hmm. um, and that's everyone I mean my brothers and sisters didn't experience life the same way I did uh, even in the same house um, so I've just learned to listen to people more for the uh, the pure fact that understanding that people are valuable and their experiences are valuable um, it's taken me out of my own head and out of my own body and allowed me to, um, to recognize the value in other people and not just think that I'm uh, all there is, <laughs> which is really, you know, it's something that we default to as human beings. We're uh, naturally uh, selfish in, my, in my, my viewpoint. And it's not any terrible thing that we decide to do. I think it's just part of who we are. We're, we're looking out for ourselves. We're always um, in our own minds and, uh, Communication skills training has just really helped me to uh, kind of leave myself behind a little bit um, and focus on others, which is kind of priceless. Um, and then I'd say professionally, the biggest difference is uh, I'm not always right anymore. And so before I had a really hard time admitting um, mistakes or uh, being willing to just say that I was wrong in a situation. And uh, because of OCL, I've recognized that 
um, there's a lot of grace out there and there's a lot of people willing to give it um, and none of us are perfect. And so uh, working here has been great. It allows you to grow um, and together with people, you're not just on your own in a silo. Um, I get to witness other people make mistakes uh, just like I do. And uh, we all get to grow together and learn from them. And I think that's uh, really valuable uh, towards my career and towards my ability to lead people. Um, recognizing those uh, those faltering points in myself and in others and realizing that we all just need uh, sometimes the 20th chance to do it right. I'd like to thank both of you for being part of the podcast. Is there anything else either of you would like to share before we go? Thank you so much for having us, Adam. I, I just resonate so much with what Justin just said. And, and the thing is, we all bring our humanity to everything we do. And the more we can be authentic in that and meet each other in that place of care and understanding, um, the more, the better it is for our homes, for our, our workplaces, and for those around us. So thank you, Justin, for being so authentic and just bringing a truly human part to our leadership team. And thank you, Adam, for your, your gifts and talents. I'm, you know, people are wanting to know how to get involved. They can check us out at ourcommunitylisten.org. We are in 33 communities across the country and growing. So if you're interested in having us in your community, reach out to Brown at ourcommunitylisten.org. And we would love to get you into that application process on that one. Awesome. Well, thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Dustin, both. My thank pleasure. You. Thanks for having us. As Rebecca just mentioned, if you are interested in more information on Our Community Listens, visit ourcommunitylistens.org. And don't forget, alumni, you are the message.